G3 Assistance through Virginia's community colleges is your pathway to a new future, helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career, right where you are, right now. Learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3. The following program is an original WWE podcast. Coming up, it's been nearly seven long months, but the Uso Penitentiary has reopened Jimmy and Jay Uso in their first interview since returning to SmackDown. Plus, the baddest man to ever sit behind the announce desk joins us. I'm talking about Samoa Joe. Then we're going to have a little fun. What would happen if the Mandalorian landed on planet WWE? All that and much, much more. ATB starts now. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves, and I am proud to announce that it appears I am finally getting Rusev back. Yes, I know I'm late to the party, but the world is still buzzing, still talking about the disaster of a wedding that took place a couple weeks ago. Unfortunately, I didn't have the opportunity to react instantaneously, but I checked it out. I had a lot of the same reactions that many of you did. Good, bad, or indifferent, though, it's making a ton of waves. Outrageous numbers on YouTube. This Lana Lashley Rusev live story is uh, striking quite a few nerves. I don't know if that's a good thing or if it's a bad thing, but it is undoubtedly a thing. However, this past week on Monday Night Raw, it seems like we got our eyes on the finish line. Finally. And I'm going to go on the record and say... If what is beyond the finish line is what I expect it to be, I am very, very excited. We are going to get badass Bulgarian brute Rusev back. I think this is really exciting. We all know what an amazing athlete Rusev is. I think it's pretty cool that the WWE Universe is getting to see the personality that Rusev possesses. Since I've known him since the days of FCW, Rusev is one of the most entertaining, charismatic guys on the WWE roster. Hopefully, for all of our sakes, we get the Bulgarian brute Rusev back soon on Monday Night Raw. But it's not all bad. Everything that came out of it, I mean, I hired the makeup artist for the wedding. I thought they did a great job on Lashley and Lana. We're coming off of the very first SmackDown of the year 2020, which, trust me, I still have not adjusted to. I've been writing 2019 on every bit of paperwork I've filled out since the new year, but that has not stopped the SmackDown train from moving forward as we barrel toward Royal Rumble. Saw the next chapter in the Fiend Daniel Bryan saga, and I really dug it. I love this whole Daniel Bryan reawakening sort of thing. I love Daniel Bryan just fearless, just playing kamikaze, sacrificing himself to try to take out The Fiend. So far to no avail, but I have no doubt that at Royal Rumble, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship will deliver. Uh, But elsewhere on the show, it was kind of a weird show. It almost felt like everybody was sort of lulled into that weird period between Christmas and New Year's when no one's sure what day it is or what's supposed to be happening, and everyone kind of arrived by surprise at SmackDown on Friday. Uh, The whole day felt kind of off, kind of weird, but uh, it picked up steam, thankfully, and I felt like the night as a whole kind of kept that same theme. The show itself started off with less than a bang, 
We saw a bit of a different side of the Miz as Miz seems to continue to unravel before our very eyes, courtesy of The Fiend Bray Wyatt. I love bad guy Miz. I think that's what Miz does. I don't think anybody wants to like The Miz. Miz, as a human being, is a likable guy. But as an on-screen character, I love personally to be completely obnoxious and over the top as pertains to Miz. And I think that's where Miz's wheelhouse is. So maybe this is a uh, return to the dark side for Miz. Maybe it's just another chapter in the story being told. I, as well as you, will find out in the not-too-distant future. But it was a big week of returns. We saw the Celtic warrior Seamus return after weeks of vignettes. It's amazing how some time off can really freshen up a superstar. We'd seen Seamus wrestle everybody there was to wrestle. Seamus has done just about everything there is to do in WWE. But absence makes the heart grow fonder. The Celtic Warrior, who was a guest here on After the Bell a few weeks ago, came back in phenomenal physical condition. And I'm excited for some of the matchups. Even though it's been, what, eight, nine, ten months since Seamus was regularly on our screen, uh, I'm excited for him to, to lock horns with some of the different superstars now on Friday Night SmackDown. Also, we got a very quick glimpse to harken back to the Miz conversation of a returning John Morrison. I am excited for John Morrison to come back. Uh, very, very interesting, unique superstar. The guy seemingly doesn't age. I bumped into him backstage, and he walked into the locker room and just looked like a rock star or a movie star. It was pretty cool. I think uh, Morrison's going to bring another cool dimension, hopefully, to Friday Night SmackDown. I don't think anything official has been announced yet. But it was a cool way to sort of reintroduce Morrison, throwing back to the days of Miz and him tag-teaming together. And uh, let's not forget that wonderful segment they used to produce, The Dirt Sheet. Let's hope that doesn't come back, because then I'm out of a job. And I would be remiss to exclude another massive, massive return to the blue brand this week. My next guest's fresh off of some well-deserved time away from the WWE universe, but we are happy to have them back, two of my favorite dudes in the entire business, Jimmy and Jay, the Usos. Jimmy, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Corey? What's up, booze? Jay, how are you? Here. You're here. Finally. <laughs> there we go. Welcome back. Welcome. Thanks for having us, dog. It's been a minute. It has, man. I missed you guys. It's weird how you get used to, you know, life on the road and at TV and, you, and you're always around the same dudes. And then all of a sudden you guys disappear for a minute and it's like, whoa, there's this gaping hole. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, in our business, man, a month can feel like a year here. You know what I'm saying? So it definitely feel like years gone, man. And Uso's only gone with a little over five, five months, man. So, man, we happy to be back, Corey. I tell you that much. Well, we're happy, me, myself, the boys in the locker room and the WWE Universe, all stoked that you're back. In our line of work, you don't get a ton of time off. So I'm going to ask you, what uh, what did you guys do while you were not under the bright lights of all things WWE? Man, uh, you know what? Uh, what we did, uh, it was a whole lot of, you know, self-reflecting, a whole lot of prioritizing. But, you know, most importantly, it was just mainly being with the family. You know, we never get a chance to be home only if you're injured, you know, God forbid that happens. But that's like the only actual time you actually get some time off. Man, we, we was running hard, man, running on fumes and had to take a step back and had to like sit home, sit still and heal, you know. 
Yeah, definitely. Like my brother said, uh, heal is the most important word. So let me ask you this. What was it like to have that time, you know, looking inside yourself and, and stepping away from things? Well, I mean, you know how it is, man. Like, let's remember, you know, we human beings, we make mistakes. The Usos make mistakes and everybody know about it. You know what I'm saying? So when we do that, you know, we never really had the chance to, like, sit still because you stay moving so fast. You know, we, we home a day and a half. The next day you on the road again. You know, we're in five cities and four nights, man. So the road, it just keeps on going. So it's almost like you don't have time to address anything. You just move on to the next. Hell no. And that's exactly what it was. It was like, that's exactly what it was. Uh, never really sat still and got to realize, you know, when, when you mess up, it, it trickles down. You know, and the, and the most people that it trickles to is your close ones, the circles, your family, you know, your kids, your, you know, your, your, your close friends, you know, people, people you really rock with. And, you know, you start to lose focus of that. You know, sometimes you just need to just sit still. You know, you, every, everything becomes a blur. You know what I mean? I think anybody that's lived in this world can understand exactly what you're talking about. You're always moving forward, never have time to sometimes even enjoy what you're doing at the moment. Of course, man. And I think that's what it got hard. I, I think it got, I think that's what it was, man. Just enjoying what we were doing. Like, damn, man, it started to get rough. The, the road moves quick, man. And you better, you better take time for yourself to slow down. And that's exactly what we did. Took that time, slowed down. And now everybody talking about we come back, we look all young. We look all, <laughs> like we got some rest, like we ain't got no bags on our eyes. Looking fresh. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy what a couple good nights of sleep will do for you. Yeah, man. A lot of people don't know that hustle, man. They just see us on Monday and Friday and think it's yeah. They think that's it, man. They think you, you know, you wrestle for six minutes a week and you're just living your best life the rest of the time. <laughs> Realize the grind that goes with it. Right, man. It all hits you like a ton of bricks. Obviously, you guys can speak a lot more to this than I can, but you're playing this role all the time. So even when you're supposed to be, quote unquote, normal or human, you don't necessarily have the luxury that goes with it. And it, it wears on you if week after week after week. I'll tell you what, those there's nowhere in the world you can you can get that feeling we have Friday. I'll tell you that much, man. Coming back, it, it felt like home just as much as we was gone. We was happy as hell to be back. All right, so you get a little time away, got to rest your bodies, rest your minds, and you also got some new haircuts. What uh, what inspired it? Man, just change, Corey. You know what I'm saying? We felt that, man, we just felt it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was time for change. It wasn't no gear, it wasn't no new tats, it wasn't none of that, man. It was just a straight-up haircut. You know what, man? I, I relate, obviously. I cut my hair off last year, and it was funny. The first week I was back at TV, I believe it was Alistair Black came up to me, and he goes, you know what they say when you cut your hair off? It's a fresh beginning. There you go. And I went, well, I didn't look at it like that. That wasn't why I did it, but it was the timing of everything kind of made a lot of sense, so I'm here for it. Like, for me, actually, I, I told myself, every trouble I've been in, I had I had long hair, so I cut it. There you go. My brother cut it the first month he came home. He, he's like, he, he cut his hair. I think I cut mine, like, two weeks right before we came back because I was still holding on to my hair. I didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, Corey, I'm like, bro, I got short hair, bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. I was like, every time I told myself, every time I've been in trouble, I had long hair. I was like, it's time to get ready. This cut this off. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to stay out of trouble. <laughs> hey, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so you got rested up. You got new haircuts. And this past week on Friday Night SmackDown, you made your long-awaited return Talk to me about how it felt walking back through that entrance. Hey, I was telling my brother all day. That felt like the first day of school. I was nervous all day. 
I had to shake some of my legs a little bit, straight up, all the way up to to Gorilla. I don't know what my brother was like, man, what's wrong with you, man? You good? I was like, I think so. I think so. Damn, bro. I'm like, this is what we do, bro. Like, <laughs> the polluted us compared to the ready us now, man, this, this is going to be a cakewalk this year, man. 2020 is going to be a year of the Usos. Hey, but to answer your question, it was honestly walking through the back, walking through the locker room, yeah. you know, seeing the boys, seeing the camera crew, everybody, man. Like, that, that right there was love, and I felt that, man. I really did. I felt that, like, on a shoot, like some brother, you know? Of course, man. I only got to catch up with you guys for about 30 seconds because I was on my way out. And I knew you'd been around, but I didn't get to run, run into you. But it is. It's like having a family member come back, man. In this case, two of them. Hey, appreciate it. We did. I remember you walked up to us. It was, I, we remember everybody that, you know, walked up to everybody. And it was just a real genuine welcome back. But, man, just as good as that was in the locker room, you talking about when we walked through them curtains, loose. Uh-huh. And, hey, that brought me right back home. And I'm over here telling myself, you was over here being nervous for what? so how exciting is it for you guys i mean you've done it in short bursts in the past but to to be aligned you know with your cousin roman reigns bring the bloodline back together and at the time being you know certainly seems to be like a mainstay the bloodline it it just feels like home man it's day one like you ever like get away from your close homies you ain't seen in years as soon as you get back with each other y'all click y'all y'all take off like y'all never left each other yes sir so that's how it is with us in, uh, in Roman, man. So every time we get around each other, man, it's like we never left. So it was happy as hell to come back up in there. Because if I would have seen dog food on him again, bruh, <laughs> it been a- bruh, I'm bruh. <laughs> Corey, I'm sitting in my living room watching this go down, bruh. And, I, and I'm like, yo, is this real dog food? Oh, it was very yes, real. Yes, it's real dog food. And if y'all got dogs, you know what dog, dog food smell like, man. It smell good and bad, uh-huh. but you don't want that all on your clothes and your hair. Bro, they, man, they smeared that man. Dog. This was the cheap stuff, too, man. This wasn't the stuff that smelled good, <laughs> then bad. I was at the commentary desk, and they kept spiking the cans every time they'd dump one on him, and they're flying at me. I was, I had to go check my suit when I got in the back, make sure I had Alpo all over me. Hey, you know, Roman got that long, he got that long, pretty hair. <laughs> and he's like, man, he's like, man, I had to get all this out of my hair, man. I was like, man, what the, he, he said he smelled dog food for like a, three days in his hair, just all in his I fingers. don't doubt it. I remember I was getting ready, I was going back to the locker room after the show ended, and he was walking down the hallway, and he looked like Swamp Thing. Just walking down the hall, all sorts of like just shades of brown, and he just looked miserable. Just like as as miserable as I've ever seen him walk down the hallway. That was that moment. Oh, oh, man! He would have had to get sprayed down with some water hose. <laughs> like back in the day, we was, man, we used to go out there and play, get dirty as hell, man. My mom's oh, like, yeah. over here. You better use this damn dishwasher soap, man. We out there dishwasher soap and water hose. Yeah. <laughs> Dinner's inside, but not till you stand yeah. in front of the hose for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it was fun at the time. Uh, we're not trying to make our mother sound like she's it's child abuse. Trust me, it was all love. <laughs> yeah. They don't know what that plastic on the couch mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to last. It's yeah, a new couch. Be all hot, yeah, it's got to last. <laughs> all right, well, so you guys been gone, you said, just about five months, but uh, the tag team division changed drastically in WWE, both on Raw and SmackDown. I'm going to throw some names at you. Why don't you guys take turns? I want the first thought that comes out of your head whenever I say the team's name. Jimmy, I'm going to start with you. All right. The New Day. Funny. <laughs> Jay, Heavy Machinery. Food. The Revival. Lit. The OC. Lit. (laughs) (laughs) 
Different kind, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, different. <laughs> the Undisputed Era. Rolling. They rolling. That's what came to me. Them boys rolling. The Street Profits. Fresh. And the Viking Raiders. Skull. Ain't that mean chairs? <laughs> Don't that mean chairs? I think that's what it means. I, I learned about it from uh, Axel because he's a Vikings fan, a Minnesota Vikings fan, and they cheer that. Oh, snap. I learned that from the show Vikings. They actually, every time they cheer, they be yelling skull. Oh, there you go. I, I got to check that out. That's Edge's show, right? It's pretty good. Hell, oh, hell yeah. Was, that is good as hell, too. It's good. Hey, shout out to Edge, though. Shout Right. So of all those teams I mentioned, obviously you've had a long history with New Day and a couple of the other teams. Anybody you're looking forward to stepping in the ring with on this return? We've never been in there with AOP. I see them, them brothers, I don't know, just a different dimension. But yeah. They they big, they agile, they can move, they hit hard. I mean, that's what we about. Yep. We, we, I heard you mention the street fight earlier. Shoot. That's what we about. Yep. Uh, street Profits, uh, Vikings. Hey, it's just good to see that tag division scene like on again, you know what I'm saying? It feels like back in the day, uh, demolition, man. Just, the Heart Foundation, yeah, Killer Bees, you man, got everybody, everybody man. Head shrinkers, man. We in there now, man. When me and Ooze first came in the game, like there, there was no tag teams. That's where that true tag team game name came from. Now we just see this potential all in this thing, man. Who said tag teams couldn't main event WrestleMania? You feel me? No doubt. Sky's the limit on this one, man. Listen, I've, I'm going to go on the record and say I'll put anything that you and New Day did together over the last year or whatever it's been, I'll put that in the main event of anything. Yes, you guys just keep Ooh, raising the bar, keep proving everybody wrong, and keeping it fresh. I complain on this show all the time about how there's so many rematches. You see the same matches over and over and over again in WWE. But, man, you guys in New Day continue to just tear it down and change things up and freshen things up all the time. So that's a, that's a testament to all, all you guys. Hell I yeah, it, man. I, I tell you what, that was the most funnest in, in our career, hands down, was with the New Day. Straight up. What translated, man. I could sit here and hold you guys all day long, but I know you got stuff to get to. I want to I wanna talk one of these days, on the record, off the record, just about how weirdly intertwined our lives, my career and your family has been. It, it's weird, man. Yeah. I don't even know if we, we talked about this. You guys actually had my last TV match in NXT before I got shut down and got hurt. It was you and uh, yeah. I think Sammy, Sammy against, Sammy. Yeah, against me and the yep. Ascension. So to your earlier point, you never get time to slow down and just think about it. I think that's what uh, we forget to do, Corey, is, is sit down and slow down. You know, because like, just like you said, we'd be on the road and we'd be hitting it. You do your thing. Like, like today, you got up on the flight, jumped on the flight. You about to jump on the flight again and head back home. Like, people don't see that grind. And, you know, we, it's up to us to take a chill pill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and, and yeah. taking a chill pill is like, you know what I'm saying? If you holding in, it's bad. It's bad enough, bro. We hold in stuff. You know, doing this job and, and like, bro, sit out there hustling, man. But, man, we got to, it, it took me to realize, bro, I do, we got a brotherhood in these locker rooms, you know, it, it, and I know they're, they're, they're listening to this. And, man, if, if anybody, you know, we, we in it together, man, we can talk about it amongst each other, man. Any real life problems, man, I'm talking about real life problems, not on the screen. You know, we, we, we doing this job together, man. So we're all here for each other. You know, at the end of the day, man, we here. No doubt about that. Well, 2020, guys, new year, no trouble, clear minds. And, uh, you know, if you can't hold to the no trouble thing, don't worry. I'll be there to take the heat off you once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) There's something you can't teach us timing, brother. (laughs) All right, fellas. We'll be good. I'll see you on Friday. All right. Thanks, boys. Yes, sir.
G3 Assistance through Virginia's community colleges is your pathway to a new future. Get a skill. Get a job. Get ahead. Learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3. It's 2020. New year. New you. Same me. I'm not changing anything. Someone else that doesn't need to change anything, but change is inevitable in the sports entertainment industry. That being the yellow brand NXT coming off of arguably the biggest year since NXT has existed. Uh, The year end awards were all rightfully delivered to who deserved them, uh, even though there could be arguments made on just about every category. What an unbelievable year for all things NXT, but let's not live in the past. No, no, we shan't. Let's look ahead to 2020. I'm excited to see what the NXT-flavored surprises are in the Royal Rumble match. Uh, We saw a glimpse of it last year. I know Adam Cole competed. If it wasn't last year, it was two years ago. My memory is just mush. Um, But you can bet on it that NXT will have a presence at Royal Rumble and more than likely going forward. Here's to hoping there will be an NXT match of some sort or multiple at WrestleMania. Uh, But you know the Royal Rumble match particularly, is chock full of surprises. At least the good ones are. Uh, Off the top of my head, I hope Keith Lee continues his run from Survivor Series into the Royal Rumble. Physically speaking, just on that level alone, Keith Lee looks like he belongs in WWE. The guy is impressive. He is a terrifyingly talented athlete. And Keith Lee really opened a lot of eyes of the WWE Universe with his performance at Survivor Series coming down to the wire against the big dog Roman Reigns. Keith Lee could continue to break out. And in 2020, you've heard Triple H say it right here on the show, it's all about creating new stars at all times and opportunities to be capitalized upon. And I think this is another opportunity. If not for Keith Lee, then for somebody else. I would bet my bottom dollar that someone, if not multiple people from NXT, will make massive impacts in the Royal Rumble matches in a few weeks. Uh, And from the women's end of things... I mean, I don't think I'm talking out of school when I say I think it's pretty safe to assume Shayna Baszler's got her eyes on the women's Royal Rumble match. Shayna had a massive night just like Keith Lee at Survivor Series. I think Shayna in the women's Royal Rumble match could be a legitimate contender. Give me Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania against anyone. Anyone. Sign me up. Co-sign it. Stamp it. I'm here for it. We learned here on After the Bell on my very special gift to you, DXmas, that uh, HBK, Shawn Michaels, one of, if not the greatest of all time, has got his hands full helping shape NXT UK. So I have to uh, throw a little plug to my guys over there in Europe. NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool Part 2 this Sunday on WWE Network. The UK champion, Walter, my Affinity for watching him do what he does is no secret versus Joe Coffey. Got a triple threat for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Kaylee Ray, Tony Storm, Piper Niven. I'm a big fan of Piper, what she does. I think this could be a big night for her. I will be perfectly honest. I did not watch the first NXT TakeOver Blackpool because I had prior engagements. But after hearing the buzz that it created, I immediately sat down on my couch and watched. And it was Pretty freaking unbelievable, so I will not be making that mistake again this week. So whatever you're doing this Sunday, 
Make plans around NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. Monday, 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 Night Raw. Another three hours from the Red Brand this past week, and I'm going to start at the top with what really caught my eye. My favorite part of the entire night, the new United States champion, Andrade. This guy is just money waiting to be made. I think hopefully the company has realized, I think the WWE Universe is starting to realize what Andrade truly is capable of. And if you really want to see what great Lucha stars are capable of, in the WWE, look no further than this match. I complained a few weeks ago about rematches in WWE. This one can be excluded from the conversation forever. Give me Andrade versus Rey Mysterio forever. And it makes me crazy to hear commentary and everybody pushing the narrative that Rey Mysterio doesn't have much time left. He, he's only got days left, not years. I'm going to call BS. Because with the right opponent, i.e. Andrade, it looked like Rey Mysterio could wrestle another 20 years. It was phenomenal action from bell to bell. Andrade just continues to make himself a bigger and bigger star. Of course, there were shenanigans at the end of the matchup, which likely means we're going to see some iteration of this match again. But as I mentioned before, when it comes to rematches, this one I'm very, very okay with. The main event was... a. Uh, little unusual, and I dug it. Some fresh faces in that picture. The trio of AOP and Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah, feels perfect to me. I mentioned this before, that bad guy Seth Rollins, much like bad guy Miz, is who Seth Rollins is meant to be. Calling himself the Messiah of Monday Night, I love it because I truly believe in his heart of hearts, that's what Seth Rollins, the man, believes. And I don't mean that as a knock. Seth sets out every night, to steal the show, and Seth wants his just due. This role is perfect for him. I love AOP as two badass killers flanking him. But they had a little competition this week in the form of Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and a returning big show. And I mentioned earlier about Sheamus, how sometimes a little time away is exactly what a character needs, what a personality needs. And I think Big Show made the most of this. He was impressive. Obviously, it's moving forward. Uh, to contradict my statement about Andrade and Rey Mysterio rematches, I don't know why we need a rematch from a six-man tag match, which is apparently going to be a fist fight, which is, I guess, different from a wrestling match. I don't know how this works, but I'm curious, and curiosity tends to lead to numbers as far as ratings and views on YouTube go, so we'll check it out. Oh, now I remember what I wanted to complain about, because that's what I do. Uh, the massive announcement of Brock Lesnar being the number one entrant into the Royal Rumble match because nobody is deserving of an opportunity at his WWE championship in an unprecedented maneuver. I guess if you want to look at semantics and technicalities, it is unprecedented, but like, didn't Roman Reigns start the Royal Rumble match a couple years ago? As WWE champion, I know it was against his will. Brock volunteered to fight 29 other guys. So, I mean, I guess technically, but, I mean, I wouldn't harp on the unprecedented thing. Either way, more Brock Lesnar in my life is never a bad thing, including the potential to watch him destroy 29 other human beings. It's not a bad thing. I'm just nitpicking. 
because I say phrases week after week after week to burn them into your brain. And unprecedented, clearly, this past Monday, it was meant to be burned into our collective brains. Also, the other phrase that I never want to hear again on WWE television, I am as guilty as anybody of saying it ad nauseum, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Kevin Owens was the culprit this week, but I feel like for the last year, I have said that phrase no less than 600 times because we keep telling the same story. Hint, hint. Let's talk about Eric Rowan. Here's a guy who was kind of on fire for a little while. Had a great run alongside Luke Harper, rest in peace, who has this unique pet now. So he went from being an intelligent killer monster, Eric Rowan, to uh, social disorder, only talks to his pet that nobody else is allowed to see, yet he continues to bring it to ringside to make everyone ask, what's in the cage? Channel or cue your uh, inner Brad Pitt monologue, seven, if you haven't seen it, go watch it now. What's in the box? So I ask you, my loyal After the Bell listeners, what's in the box? Seriously, I'm asking you, get on the Twitter machine, use the hashtag After the Bell, tell me what you think is in Eric Rowan's box. Personally, I am hoping that it's Stripe from Gremlins, the mogwai that was fed and watered after midnight. Despite all warnings to the contrary, I hope Eric Rowan has tracked down a real-life Stripe. Or, given the apparent ability to spray the mysterious red mist, maybe it's Baby Muda. Baby Yoda's all the rage. Give me Baby Muda. You won't put him in the Hall of Fame, at least give me that. My next guest has more recently been referred to as the Samoan submission announcer, but has finally returned from injury, gracing the rings of Monday Night Raw. Samoa Joe. Joe, how are you, sir? No, I'm great. Ready to sprinkle a little magic on this podcast. I need um, it. I need all the help yeah, I, I can, can get. I, you know, I, I've known you for a long time there, Gravy Train. Uh, I, I know when uh, I know when there's just a little bit of that 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 need in your voice. And, <laughs> and, and, I, and I feel it, baby Bubba. And I'm, I'm going to feel that need. That's what I do. And I appreciate that. That's why we've been friends for so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, hey, you know, you call on the specialist. We need things done. Monday Night Raw needs a new commentator. Samoa Joe seamlessly steps in and fills the void perhaps better than uh, anyone expected and what was that like what was that experience like stepping into that role uh you know honestly it was it was crazy high pressure i mean obviously me being there for like five minutes and then just being completely awesome is an overwhelming experience um <laughs> at times uh you know it was distracting it's really hard because you know when you're doing commentary and vince is in the headset he's like my god you're like the next greatest thing. I mean, you're, you're, you have the voice of an angel and the, and the insight of, of a god. And I'm like, stop, Vince. I'm trying to do the broadcast here. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> um, that's tough. Uh, also, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, Pat and Vic on the back, making sure uh, he's not tearing up in between uh, commercial breaks. It's another big uh, part of my duties and job. Didn't know that. Uh, King's great. You know, he just does his thing, kind of, you know, sits in his own world. But, uh, yeah, man, just real interesting experience. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to doing it again. You know, a uh, long history of just showing up and being great at things and uh, just trying to keep that tradition going, you know. <laughs> now, you, you've done just about everything there is to do in the business, but uh, have you ever done commentary before this recent run? No, literally, uh, five minutes. Yeah, I just showed up there. Um, you know, at one point when I was on commentary, I noticed like this golden light kind of just, and I thought it was Marty in the truck messing with me. You know how he gets. And uh, actually, I, I think it was just kind of, uh, you know, just kind of divine recognition. Like, hey, 
wow, Joe, you're great at another thing. And I'm like, stop it, powers that be. I can't help it. I just, I'm your vessel. I'm just doing your good work out here. So, uh, yeah, man, just a really, really unusual, great experience. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to maybe uh, doing it again at some point, you know, uh, you know, it was, it was an awesome 20 minutes, you know, it's just, uh, when you really put all the time together that I'm talking, I think I think it worked out to that. But uh, you know, it left an impact on me. I think it left an impact on the world. You know, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to speak for these people. You sounded like a mixture of Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I mean, listen, I'm just I'm a humble commentator just out here, just uh, speaking to the world the way they want to be spoken to. You know, <laughs> just oh, so good. <laughs> I'm glad this is the Joe we got today. <laughs> yeah, you know, you could have got like you know really. A really somber, very, very thoughtful Joe. No, nah, you're getting balling out Joe today. You know, I'm, I can't help it. I'm back here. I just got home. I have a little bit of, you know, I, every time I get home and I walk into my palatial house, I just always start uh, feeling myself. And, uh, you know, you called me at the right time, Corey. You know, you, Mr. Timing. That's what we call you back uh, back where, uh, you know, all of us hang out and talk about you. You always wonder what the other people are saying about you. And I am Mr. Yeah. Timing. So I'll take that. I appreciate yeah, that. M- <laughs> Mr. Timing. Well, it was Mr. Bad Timing for a long time. But you know what? You really shored up the the well here i think i think your timing is getting a lot better and uh you know we're all happy for you all make the guys n- that talk about you make <laughs> no mistake about it i'm still bad at most things so maybe i've shored up my timing a little bit but uh yeah i still i still have a lot to work on as you have known for what 12 13 years at this point uh, it's, it, it's been over 15 at this point uh you know and uh you know i've just noticed it's, it's been a, it's been a steady improvement but i'm proud of you you know i mean look at you got your own podcast now uh you know that's an unusual thing a wrestling or a wrestler with the podcast i mean pfft. Who would have thought? That's a crazy concept. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just super stoked for you. I think this thing is a good thing. So you're back, you're healed up, and uh, you have been recently embroiled in a reignited rivalry with Seth Rollins and uh, his new running buddies, the AOP. What does it mean to be back in the ring, A, and B, to sort of let the WWE Universe see the, a different side of Samoa Joe that uh, maybe they don't get to see as often? That's always great to be back. Um, you know, uh, obviously, uh, any, any time off, it's 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 it's, it's always a nice break uh, to kind of be introspective and kind of refresh yourself. And and uh, you know, coming back into this, uh, and honestly, it, you know, for me, it's it's a uh, it's it's a pretty cool scenario. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it's it's us, uh, it's me and Seth Rollins, it's uh, the AOP who are you know you know two individuals I think have kind of um, you know kind of been overlooked. Uh, for the the majority of their their main roster run, and I think they're kind of getting uh, uh, you know pushed to the forefront. It'll be interesting to see uh, you know what all the parties involved uh, will we'll, we'll bring to this. And you're a guy who's who's had the luxury or the the curse of stepping in the ring with just about a, everybody who's who in the business, whether it be WWE or around the world. Is there anybody? Listen, I said it was a curse once with you, and you just won't drop it. I'm sorry, you know, it was, I was mad that night. You were a little off. It's not a curse. I mean, you know, I just it's it's, it's a good experience. I, I, I want to apologize for that so long. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's amazing. I think to this day we've only been in the ring together like once. Yeah. And I'm sure that was by design on your end. I understand. I apologize. And However, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't touch you. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was one kick to the ribs, and I went, okay. Yeah, you bounced. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Is there anybody that, that you're looking forward to stepping in the ring with that uh, you haven't, perhaps? Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, me and Randy Orton have never crossed paths. I think that's a very interesting, uh, a very interesting dynamic. Um, uh you know, I, I mean, I, like I said, I'm pretty much kind of cross paths with everybody in the company at this point. But I think you know, he he definitely be one, uh, one guy that I that you know it's still active in uh, you know regularly that I would I'd love to get in there and mix it up with. 
Very, very cool. What, uh, what, how'd you keep yourself busy during your time off? Uh, between commentary duties and, uh, you know, doing, uh, pre-shows, post-shows, uh, you know, I've been working a ton, doing a lot more voiceover work, uh, for several new IPs coming out soon that I can't speak about. Uh, WWE on Fox backstage, uh, you know, been doing, been doing that, uh, semi-regularly. So, uh, it's, it's been very, very busy. Right on. Well, I'm not going to keep you much longer, as I'm sure you have many, many busy, busy things to do. I am. I am so busy. I mean, this 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 phone call alone probably cost me a fortune. But you know what? I, I make the time for you because you know <laughs> I appreciate you, Corey. And that's why we're friends. Well, yeah. What's uh, what's on the agenda in 2020 for Samoa Joe? Oh, we, we you know winning gold, man. Winning gold, putting smiles on people's faces, and beating people up. I mean, it's uh, it's always been a simple trifecta, and uh, we're looking to continue it into the new year. Beating people up. This is something that I can attest to uh, as I have witnessed it, not only in the ring, but you are to this day the only human being I have ever witnessed lift another man off of his feet on the ground with one arm. It took place in England. I'm sure you remember. (laughs) Would you be willing to share that story with the listeners of After the Bell? Uh, Yes, I guess so. Uh, uh, Carefully. Yes, of course. Names have been changed to protect the innocent. Yes. But uh, regardless, uh, we were doing, I think we were doing a show in the UK, and uh, at the time, myself, uh, AJ Styles, and Christopher Daniels were involved in a very, very long-term poker game uh, in which the stakes had grown to considerable amounts. And uh, one of the things about England, as you know at the time, and this is you know early as the UK scene was kind of emerging, uh, well, the new UK scene, I should say, uh, that we see now, um, you know, merchandising was awesome there. I mean, we used yes. to go over there. And, uh, you know, to be quite honest, the, the, the British fans were amazing. You know, they, they wanted merch. They, they bought it in droves. And oftentimes, you know, on the independent wrestling circuit, a lot of us would make more money that night in merch than we would in the actual, our actual payday. Mm-hmm. So after a very successful uh, merch night between the three of us, we were sitting at a table in this – it was a very old hotel. It's like It used to be an X manor I think, and, and uh, we are playing poker with a considerable amount of money on the table. And I feel something hit me as we're playing the game, like something hit me from behind. And I look up, and AJ's sitting across from me. And AJ, for the most part of this time at least, is uh, somewhat a voice of reason and never one to fly off the handle. And I look at him, and I go – and in my head, I'm thinking, okay, we're, we're sitting here. We've probably got – several thousand dollars worth of cash on the table. I thought somebody tried to come and rob the game. So I look up at AJ and I go, was that, was that legit? And AJ who normally would be like, Oh, it's whatever, man, or whatever. He just looks at me. And I think he was so shocked. He goes, get him. So <laughs> in my head, I'm thinking this guy tried to come hit me, rob the game. And, and he ran away when I didn't go down. So I rushed down the hall. Now I'm looking for this guy. And then I see this guy running and, uh, I catch up with him, and uh, uh, by that time, I think I was incensed. And uh, this is part I'm a little fuzzy on, but uh, as it's been described to me uh, by you and uh, Chris Abyss and Daniels and AJ, uh, (laughs) I apparently grabbed him by the throat, uh, lifted him off the ground, had him up against the wall, was preparing to uh, launch several rounds of punches into his face when uh, the hotel staff and several other people had informed me that the police were on the way, and I think everybody. <laughs> I think uh, they finally peeled my uh, hands off his throat and uh, pulled me back, and uh, you know we we calmed down. Uh, it was a prank gone wrong, but in the grand uh, scheme of cosmic justice, this gentleman turned out to be a very, very, very 
uh, large piece of human excrement uh, for, se- for several uh, back, including stealing from locker rooms in the United States and I guess in the UK. And uh, yeah, I think this guy's behind bars now and that's, uh, that's what's best said about him. But a uh, very, very stupid individual, probably not the best response by myself, but then again, no, uh, it was great. Uh, it was a best case scenario was what it was. <laughs> but like I said, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very particular about cats trying to rob me. So right. <laughs> uh, imagine yeah, that you wouldn't be a fan. Yeah, I just I have a I have a weird reaction to it. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> I I just remember my role in that entire story was basically being uh, Lloyd Christmas in Dumb and Dumber when they ask who threw the sea salt or threw the salt at sea bass. Yeah, and I was covering my mouth, pointing out the door, <laughs> as to make sure you were guided in the proper direction to uh, <laughs> to thwart said attempted robbery. Yeah, it didn't go well. <laughs> All right, Joe. Well, I won't keep you any longer. Good luck in your uh, return back to the ring going forward. I will see you probably not till Royal Rumble now. No, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm out of the way. You're, uh, you're, you're those blue boys now, so we don't see you too often. Oh, well, it, we'll get here soon enough. I will see you in Houston, my friend. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Yeah, see you at the Rumble, buddy. Bye. This week in WWE history, it was January 11th, 1993. The very first episode of Monday Night Raw hit the airwaves, and sports entertainment would never, ever be the same again. You know who I ripped off. I know he listens, so uh, hey, Chris. Uh, At the top of the show, I mentioned Baby Yoda or something along the lines of The Mandalorian because my brain has been inundated with such this past weekend. I was late to the party. I tweeted about it. I'm not a huge Star Wars guy, but I dig it. I think I've seen the majority of the movies. I watched The Mandalorian with my son, and uh, it was great. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out. But my producers and I had a little conversation where we were comparing characters from The Mandalorian to the WWE landscape as to who would play which role. I think the obvious choice to play The Mandalorian himself, the outlaw with the badass exterior, but got a good heart. I think you got to go with Roman Reigns. I mean, I think that's pretty much inarguable at this particular juncture. But the other one that kind of made me laugh was Grief Karga. He is uh, pretty well connected, yet maybe not the bravest. Okay, he's kind of downright spineless at times. And his loyalty is always for sale, which draws an almost direct comparison to a particular advocate. Yes, I think Paul Heyman would make a great grief carga if the Star Wars and WWE universes collided. I want to know who you think makes up the rest of the cast. Who plays Quill? Who plays Cara Dune? I'm very curious about this. And I want to know who your little baby Yoda is. Small, dangerous, doesn't know how to use his power yet, but could someday be really, really important in the grand scheme of things. Use the hashtag after the bell. Send me a tweet. I like to have conversations. This could be fun. It's Star Wars. It's wrestling. Why the hell is everybody so mad about these things? Granted, it's two very, very passionate fan bases. Star Wars, Game of Thrones more recently, WWE. We want to love it. We all want it to be good. Why are we so mean to each other? Why can't we take jokes? Which leads me to my zen for the week. Barry Humphreys said, never be afraid to laugh at yourself. After all, you could be missing out on the joke of the century. Think about that. Digest it. That's some zen for you. I am full of it. Thank you once again to my guests on this Samoan-heavy 
episode of After the Bell, Jimmy and Jay Uso, and the one and only Samoa Joe. Be sure to follow at After the Bell WWE on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Join the conversation, whether it be about The Mandalorian or what's in Rowan's cage, or you just want to tell me how great the show is or how bad you hate me. If you like the show, which apparently some of you do, share the podcast with all of your friends or both of them. Or if you don't have any friends, make up an imaginary one and tell them where to find the podcast. You can Google After the Bell with Corey Graves. You'll find lots of different ways to listen, and all of them are absolutely free. If you're using an Android, follow ATB on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Google Podcasts, or your podcast app of choice so that you never miss an episode. Subscribe to ATB. Throw me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Help spread the word. I want to beat New Day. I have to beat the New Day's podcast. Yes, theirs is good, but makes me feel good about myself to beat them. And I have something to tease Big E about. Follow me at WWE Graves. I'll be back next week. More wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE after the bell. This has been an original WWE podcast. Time travel to fun in the 16th century at the Maryland Renaissance Festival. Ten stages, food, pubs, shopping, jousting. Saturday, Sundays, and Labor Day Monday through October 24th. For tickets, visit MarylandRenaissanceFestival.com. Save big on admission through September 12th.